Stand up, hold the microphone close to his mouth and speak loud and clear. Again, we are reading from Rabash. What is, do not slide the blessing of a lay person in the work. The Zohar says, Do not slight the blessing of a lay person. This is in the daytime the Lord will command his mercy. In the Megillah, he says, never slight the blessing of a lay person. We should understand what this comes to teach us in the work of the Creator. Meaning, When we learn within one person, what is the meaning of lay person? First, we need to understand the meaning of a lay person altogether. In Masechet Megillah, Rav Kahana said, it follows that a lay person jumps first. This means that the meaning of a lay person is said in his condemnation that he is a simple person who nonetheless likes to show himself and appear as wise. Thus, how should we interpret the blessing of a lay person in a work? Also, we need to understand what the Zohar says Do not slight the blessing of a lay person. This is, in the daytime the Lord will command his mercy. What is the connection between the the blessing of a lay person and his mercy? It is known that man's work is in two lines, called two writings that deny one another. Until the third writing comes and decides between them. It is as our sages said, the left always pushes away and the right pulls near. However, One must believe that even though he appreciates the importance of Kedushah with all his might, he still has not come to give the measure of importance where there is the real importance. Because no person can evaluate the measure of importance of Kedushah. And only those who have ascended know how to appreciate the spiritual matter. He is given only for work. It follows that a person should be happy that he has been rewarded with the work of the Creator. Even if he comes to the seminary or the synagogue and does not learn, he has the reward for walking, meaning that it is defined as work of the Creator. The evidence for this is that there is a reward for this work. It follows that when a person walks on the right line and wants to engage in work of singing and praising the Creator, he must then see that he has wholeness. That is, he must appreciate his lowliness and how the Creator has given him a desire and yearning at least to walk to the seminary, although he understands nothing. And to say, I cannot appreciate the importance of my fortune that the Creator has chosen me for at least some service. 
he should be happy as though he has struck a fortune in corporeality. How he would be happy. That joy gives him the strength to believe in the Creator, that he is good and does good. But when a person begins to calculate how much he earned in spirituality through the labor he has already given, and he begins to see that he did not advance. Although what he sees is true according to his attainment, However, in that state, he's separated from Kedusha, because in that state, he is slandering his providence. And he cannot say that the guidance of the Creator is in the form of good and doing good. It follows that by this, he becomes more remote from Kedusha. That is, to the extent that he sees that he is deficient and he sees all that he is lacking and that he has prayed to the Creator several times, but the Creator did not give him anything for his plea. He immediately blemishes the belief that you hear the prayer of every mouth. It follows that in that state, he says that now he is walking on the path of truth and does not want to deceive himself that he is a person who has wholeness. And he is certain that the road he's marching on is true. However, a person cannot make ways for himself, but we must accept the path that our sages have arranged for us. Holy Angel. However, Afterward, a person must shift to the other side, called left line. And there, great care is required. He must be ready when he sees his past, but he is full of flaws in order to have the ability to pray for the flaws. Otherwise, it is forbidden to begin the work on the left. As it is written in the Zohar, that it is forbidden to raise the hands without prayer and plea. Raising the hands means that he looks in his hands, meaning what spirituality he already has in his hands, if he has advanced a bit or not. It is forbidden to look, except in a way that he is willing to make an honest prayer and plea right away. Otherwise, he will fall into despair and sadness and melancholy and will have to run away from the campaign. It follows that where he should have received from the left line a place for prayer, this is the only reason he should shift to the left line. If he cannot be certain that he will be able to make an instantaneous prayer, he should remain on the right line until he is certain that by this he will have the strength to pray, that the Creator will help him and he will believe that the Lord hears the prayer of every mouth. Otherwise, it is forbidden. 
because in that state he certainly cannot give thanks and also he cannot pray to the creator to deliver him from that state when a person is in a state where he begins to slander providence he immediately loses the power of prayer because the body does not believe that the Creator hears the prayer of every mouth. It follows that he remains empty-handed both ways. For this reason, he must stay on the right line and not enter the left line. This is the meaning of what our sages said. Any turn you take should be only through the right. The meaning of any is in general. That is, in general, the person should walk on the right line. It is permitted to walk on the left line only when he is certain he will be able to pray for his deficiencies. Otherwise, he must remain on the right until he feels that he is ready for it. Therefore, if thoughts that he is at fault have awakened in him against his will, and how can he speak words of Torah and prayer to the Creator when his thoughts tell him, you are filthy, how are you not ashamed to engage in matters of Kedushah? About this, a person must say that it is written, I am the Lord who dwells with them in the midst of their impurity. That is, even though I am in the lowest possible baseness, I still believe what is written, that the Creator dwells even in the worst loneliness. However, he does not dwell among the proud. As our sages said, anyone who is proud, the Creator says, I and he cannot dwell in the same abode. For this reason, when a person feels whole, according to the right line, when he appreciates his lowliness and says that nonetheless the Creator has given him some grip on Kedushah and that some compared to the Kedushah that a person should attain, that little bit of Kedushah compared to real Kedushah, is called lay person. But if he says, according to his loneliness, I thank and praise the Creator for this, it can be said about it, what is written, I am the Lord who dwells with them in the midst of their impurity. When he is happy about this, he can be rewarded with the Shekhinah is present only out of joy. It follows that through this lowliness, because the Creator has given him some grip on Kedushah, he can ascend on the ranks of holiness. If he only takes from this joy, and appreciates it. Then the person can say, who raises the poor from the dust? He will raise the... They thank and praise. 
This is the meaning of the words, give thanks to the memory of His holy name. That is, if they merely remember the holy name, for this alone, they already thank the Creator. Meaning, for the mere remembering, they are immediately awakened to thank the Creator. But one who has some pride and says that the rest of the people who have no brains can come to be servants of the Creator without any intellect and reason But a man like me, who has brains and is not as stupid as other people, he says, if the Creator wants me to work for Him, He must be considerate with me and give me the taste of Torah and prayer. Otherwise, I will serve the way I understand it and not the way you require. It is written about this. The Lord is king. He dresses in pride. That is, the Creator behaves towards such people with a garment of pride that is not impressed with them and they remain with nothing but their pride. This is why it is written, the Lord is high and the low will see. With his lowliness, a man can see. But one who is high, who considers himself higher than others, is called and the high from afar. Meaning, he moves afar from Kedushah. Now we can understand what we asked. What is, do not slight the blessing of a lay person. This means that when a person feels that he is a lay person, that he has only a slight contact with Kedushah, which is considered lay person compared to the wholeness that one should achieve, still, when he blesses and thanks the Creator, do not slight it. Rather, the person must appreciate it as though he has obtained a fortune, thank and bless the Creator as though he has attained true wholeness. Well, that's one thing, and the other is the matter of pride. He depicts how pride gives us the hardest problems. How can we yes. avoid it? This is done through work in the group. He describes here, and not for the first time, almost in every article, he describes the right like that. I'll try to read. He says that even though I'm not able to appreciate the importance of my fortune that the Creator has chosen me, at least for some service, and he should be in joy as though he found he struck a fortune in corporeality and how happy he would be then. And that joy gives him the strength to believe in the Creator that he's good and does good. In many articles, he describes this uh, grip on the right at that point. Now, it seemingly sounds like uh, something that's not so simple. I mean, what, now I'm proud of what? That the Creator has chosen me? So I'm thinking about myself. So that must not be it. So you have uh, even a small grip on the Creator. You're happy not because he chose you, that's besides the point, but because from this point on, 
No, you can develop in your qualities. It's joy about myself, or joy about the Creator, about the greatness of the Creator. Relative to the Creator. So what exactly is it about, this joy? What is this joy in relation to the Creator? To develop, bestowal to the Creator. But He has now awakened me to it. Okay, but after this awakening that the Creator does, uh, certainly He's the first, the person begins to participate to to connect with the Creator, to try to grow the connection between them. He writes that before he shifts to the left line, he writes the following. A person should usually walk on the right line, and it is permitted to walk on the left line only when he's certain that he will be able to pray for his flaws. And where do we take this confidence that he will be able to pray? He's going to the left in order to respect the right, to awaken the right, to raise it. Otherwise, he would never have touched the left. So he has to reach the wholeness of the right. Yes. And uh, in the meantime, when he hasn't yet reached the wholeness of the right, what does he do with the deficiencies, the flaws he discovers in himself? He doesn't use them. He comes to the right and he's certain that he has a grip on it. Then he begins to awaken the left to the extent that he can include it in the right. Only over those deficiencies that he discovers after he has reached the wholeness of the right. Yes, he has something already. Okay, now he writes something else, that to appreciate his lowliness, when he's uh, on the right, he should should appreciate his lowliness. It means that he should appreciate the fact that the Creator has let him see his lowliness? Or is it something else? Yes, the Creator lets him see his lowliness because he wants him to work with him in order to raise the right even more. So, so what kind of work it is? It doesn't coincide with what he writes here. I read this, I entered Nirvana. I can't, I came down. Completely. I don't live the way he describes it here. I'm always under stress. When will I have some uh, more connection? When will I have the right intention? I am. I'm not in. I mean, it doesn't coincide for me the way he describes it. I, I want to live uh, the way he describes it in the article. Meaning, you don't feel in your desire that the Creator is awakening you. I feel that he does awaken me a little bit and then I have to chase after the awakening and continue it but only from the side of the bad not from the side of the good yes, yes that's a problem okay What does it mean that he raises the destitute from the litter? The litter, it's clear. Litter, waste, it's the worst possible thing. And the person who feels himself, he is in the litter. He's walking there, he can't get out of there. Eventually he understands that only the Creator can save him. And that's it. This is from the, the he will raise the destitute from the litter. Is there some condition for the in order for the Creator to save him from the litter? Prayer, ex- exertion, mutual work with the friends. 
In all of this, we should bring to where? To the purpose of creation. I will be as close as possible to the Creator. Prayer and uh, labor, working with the friends. The prayer and working with the friends can happen when you are in the leader. Why not? I don't know, it's the leader. In the leader, there's mostly trash. Well, from this trash, you begin to see your true state and what can be against it, opposite to it. They don't let a person see only one side. When a person is in a state when he begins to slander providence, immediately he loses the power of prayer, because the body cannot believe that the the Creator hears the prayer of every mouth. First of all, what does it mean to slander providence? He is in a state that is less than good, and he can't believe that that too came under the providence of the Creator, and it's on the way to wholeness, and he has to go through it, and be incorporated with this desire, and make the correct summary, conclusion, and continue, although this is bestowed. This means that even in the lowly state, he should accept that the Creator is uh, watching over him. Yes. And if a person loses the power of prayer, what remains for him in order to emerge from his state? He has nothing left but the ten. Except for the ten, he must connect to them, he must rely on them, trust that, come what may, he trusts them. Also he writes here that raising the hands means that he looks at what he already has in his hands from spirituality and where he advanced a bit or not, that he's forbidden to look at it because then he'll fall to despair, etc. How can we become liberated from this calculation, of, from checking, did I advance in spirituality or not? I think that the most correct is for a person to nevertheless try to connect in spirituality and when he's using all of you all of his um, all of the means and his disposal and he calls out uh, for help that that's what saves him the state he comes to right now no calculation no exertion no understanding None of those can help him. He must go above it. What does it mean, above it? Above it means that the klipa, the shell, is seemingly pushing him inwards to drown. And he cries that he needs the power of the Creator, that only he can save him. I didn't understand. What is the reason that in a work opposite the Creator there is great appreciation for little things, whereas in externality we don't appreciate little things? 
Because with the Creator, we can be connected through those little things. Well, what's the question there? With these little things, if I now perform a small action, he gave an example there that I just remember the Creator. I merely remember Him and I should be happy. Yes. So the desire that I have in those states is to do a lot more. Why am I not doing more? And here he's telling you, even if you just remember that, you should feel whole with it. You should be happy. So the question is how not to fall into some place. I mean, is it not a state where maybe you will... Uh, no, if it's your desire and you can now correct it, then correct it. Because later you're going to build an additional greater states, corrected states, on top of it. How is the, that state built? Let's say now I remember the Creator. I have several options before me. I don't need to choose the, the greatest one. The biggest, rather. I have to choose what is closest to me, where I can bestow the most. And I build my first degree on top of that. And if we take it to the 10, for example, that we decided to do a certain move together, we should be happy even about these small advancements, even the smallest things that we can see, we should be happy about it. Yes. I don't know about the smallest, but the smallest in bestowal. Yes, the smallest that uh, take a place in bestow. The question is, how do we create the work between these two things? That indeed you pray, in the ten we pray now, that we will sit the whole ten in the table in the morning lesson. This is our prayer. We focus on that all the time. So on the one hand, we should continue until we see the results, until we reach our, our goal. And along with that, what I understand is that we should be happy even though, even when small things happen in this process, we should feel in wholeness. So how, how do we work with these two states? On the one hand, we haven't yet reached what we want. On the other hand, we should really be happy about the little things. These little things, their nature is to accumulate. And when they accumulate, they they give off a good outcome, a certain outcome for it to be, to be correct, that it's better to go after many small things and reach a certain height compared to trying to make one big leap. So can we say, if I understand you correctly, that to reach something big, you have to appreciate the small things without appreciating them? You won't reach the great thing, the big thing? No. No. You can't reach a big thing in one leap. among proud people how can a person identify the fact that he's being prideful it's according to how he accepts correctly the creators when the creator turns to him the creator turns to him and he demands that the creator will turn to him in a different way, will give him different conditions. These are signs that he is still not worthy of an ascent of the creator acting on him. But rather, he needs to let go of this thing 
and reach a state where again and again he asks the Creator from, from all sides as much as possible, meaning with every sort of desire, he awakens the Creator to help him. And then by increasing in prayer, he starts to feel how much he has to be in prayer and how much the prayer does not leave him. How can a person feel how can a person feel that his creator is near him? It's a feeling. It's very difficult to convey this from uh, one person to another. A person feels that the Creator is near out of the fact that he feels how much he has the feeling of the Creator, not thinking of himself, but about the Creator, not feeling himself, but the Creator, and thinking of what good thing can he do for the Creator. This, for him, becomes what is important. But if I don't feel the Creator near, because my desire is not, uh, like his desire, there's no equivalence of form. Right. If he's not helping me, get what I want, and he's not close to me. No, he's not close to you. So what to do? It's written about it, make your will as his will, so that he will make his will as your will. So that there would be some equivalence. But if there isn't, there's no connection between one and the other and a connection means that they, they connect somewhere in some desire then you can just uh, wait and expect that the creator will uh, bestow to you you have to expect you have to search in what qualities, desires thoughts, actions, use, you can be like him. Like him. Can, can you say that pride doesn't give us an opportunity to receive surrounding light in the vessel? Yes, that's right. So, bow down your head and search for where else can I become incorporated in the Creator in a way that I restrict myself, I subjugate myself completely. Turkey 1.1. Morning, Rav. Question from a friend. What kind of demand person needs to make when he feels himself uh, to be poor or destitute? He asks the Creator for forces. That the Creator will bring him closer. He, by himself, has no forces and no chance to get closer to the Creator. People who have ascended on each degree, 
it sums up to the fact that the person is willing to do everything only in order to adhere to the Creator. Written about gratitude. To be grateful for giving us the thought. Well, of course, it has to include an appeal to the Creator and gratitude for the fact that He paid attention to this person and He gives Him these conditions and He's willing to raise Him because all of the actions that exist, that happen, come from the Creator. In a neutral state, or when a person cannot feel gratitude, can he still raise gratitude from that state? I didn't understand. When a person is in a neutral state and he can't feel gratitude, can he lift himself to be grateful? Well, of course he can. He's with the friends. If he's with the friends, he can receive from them the appreciation of his uh, state, of their state, sorry, their importance of the goal, the importance of the situation, so that everything depends on the measure to which he's connected with the friends. If he's among them, he can always be nourished from their attainments and in that way to rise. How to pass this gratitude to the friends, to give them the strength to be grateful? Through an example. An example and the willingness to help them in anything they ask for. They are ascending. From Belarus. And what is what is the difference between a lay person and a destitute in the spiritual work? Difference between lay person and poor. Poor is preferable to a lay person because he feels that he doesn't have anything. No forces, no discernments with which he can now perform an ascent. Whereas the lay person doesn't have that. Is there any prayer on the right line, any demand from the Creator? On the right line, there is only an inclination towards the Creator to fill Him up, to connect with Him, and that's it. This tendency is, is a prayer, it's a yearning, no? Yes. So not only instead of gratitude and praise, but also the tendency towards gratitude and praise. We're walking on the right line is also... Yes. Now we can understand what we asked. What is do not slight the blessing of a lay person? It means that when a person feels that he is a lay person, that he has only a slight contact with Kedusha, which is considered lay person compared to the wholeness that one should achieve, still, when he blesses and thanks the Creator, 
do not slight it. Rather, a person must appreciate it as though he has obtained a fortune and thank and bless the Creator as though he has attained true wholeness. How can it be that if he he almost doesn't attain anything. How can he depict to himself that he supposedly has everything? How can that be? That from like one end to the other. You want to answer, please? Maybe if we can add to your question. For many years we've been learning and a person constantly wants to get some testimony to where he is, to check what he has achieved, what he's got, where he is on the path, where he is reached. Did he make a mistake? Did he not? How is he advancing? And here in this article it says it's always a failure. He is forbidden to check, forbidden to criticize in any way, nothing but to pray for these deficiencies. Otherwise he always falls. To rise above. But I often ask myself too, uh, the tendency to ask, uh, where am I? Is this the truth? Is this the way? How do I check myself? How do I advance? How do I continue? It's like, uh, so now you have something in your hands, how to go ahead. And this is the failure, if I want to check this way, my ego always says, look at you, where are you? Uh, you're behind everyone, everyone attains something, and you, where are you? It's like the answer to all the attempts to check is that the ego always drops a person. There is no testimony. The ego helps us. It's helped against, of course. If not for the ego, we would never reach the Creator. It's it's a faithful force. To continue then, he says here, there's a part where he says, he answers what they're asking. However, afterwards, the person has to go to the left, to the other side, called the left line, where we need great care, and he must be ready when he sees his past, that it's full of deficiencies, that he will be able to make an honest prayer for the deficiencies, otherwise it's forbidden to go into the work of the left. So he gives a condition when it's permitted to enter the left. So on that condition, I want to ask, what is the condition? Is it that if a person is criticizing his pride and he's against this point where the pride is what fails him and everything, here is permitted to criticize, and if so, when and how much? Okay, that's a question. It's interesting what's happening here. We are people, people who study Kabbalah, people who are drawn to the truth. And the truth goes through revealing the evil, revealing the lowliness, and it's grave danger, as we see here, because it might leave a person empty-handed both ways. So there's a paradox here. We read a text that require of a person a great deal of self-criticism. So it turns out that a person is, we are not ready on the right line to contain this inner scrutiny. We don't have the right 
tools to deal with the inner scrutiny that we need to do in order to add the left to the right. But it's, it's like the advantage of the light from within darkness offset. Right, but there's a danger, like Chabash writes, that I won't be left empty-handed, if anything. And it could be that there's people who just lose the forces because they can't succeed on any side. I'm saying it's interesting that we're reading texts by Kabbalists that they themselves awaken the left in a very strong way. Yes. So the question is, what right line should we have in order to be able to cope with such a deep charge that awakens in us? Again. Yes, it is clear that without incorporating in a ten, you will not be able to deal with uh, the left that awakens in you. Yes. Rabash describes very practical work, how a Kabbalist calculates if he's going from right to left. I feel on myself that we try to be in the right, but many times I'm just thrown. I don't calculate if I can go to the left. I just pay attention that suddenly I'm criticizing, I'm in a deficiency in thoughts. Yeah. So I'm asking what's the right way to approach the article if during the preparation period we're working in that way or we're just getting a certain impression that we need. You are not so much in the preparation period. You are already entering the actual spirituality. You just need to learn these principles and how we work with them on ourselves. But uh, it is no longer the preparation. Therefore, don't... Um, Um, don't slight yourselves. You kind of answered it, that the article writes between man and the Creator, the Creator awakens him and he thinks what to do and so on. But what he doesn't write about is the main thing, that it's the ten. Man, the ten, and the Creator. Without holding on to the ten, there's no right, no left. You can't criticize, you can't anything. Yeah. So I think that's the answer to your question. We have to stop calculating with ourselves and always calculate towards the ten. The self in the ten. That's a solution for everything. So what can you add to that is the left. If we want to adhere to the Creator, we first have to prepare adhesion among ourselves. Otherwise, nothing will happen. What is written here is all written about the um, influence from above downwards, so to speak. And from below upwards, it can be only to the extent of the intensity of the connection between us. He writes that the place he had to receive from the left, a place of prayer, if he's not sure he's going to be able to pray, he has to stay in the right until he'll be confident that he can take the forces to pray. So the question, again, the same direction as the friends were asking, how can we, or what is this discernment that he's confident that he can approach it and raise a prayer? How can, I'll ask even more, how could he be looking at the left, like scrutinizing without getting into it? On the side, he sees that he won't fall into the left, but I'll only go there to pray. How can you 
How can you evaluate the situation before you get into it? Yeah, exactly. This we need to demand from our experience. Yeah. It's like a cat. Before it jumps, it, it, it makes these movements checking itself. Can it jump? And then it jumps. Can. Yeah. So what's the question? How do we check ourselves? Yeah, what's that gentle way to check? Without going into the actual state? It's according to the friends. By connecting to the friends, you depict to yourself the forces, operations, and states you will have when you execute it. I'll think about it. Thank you. You can do it in a very clear way. It's not like, now I'll do it, maybe I'll succeed. No. If you connect to the friends, if you discuss with them, if you plan this march forward, then there are no mistakes. No mistakes. Thanks and blesses the right. The left always comes from above, or is it really a state that man awakens the left? It may be that we are awakening the left, but this is already... That's serious already. And everything that comes from above, is that to work in order to work in the right, or... Is it supposedly to work on the left? Everything that awakens from above. It actually demands of us more connection and then to scrutinize what it is. Maybe I don't understand correctly, but if something comes from above, we need to work towards it in the right. Yes. So, what's the need in going to the left? What does that addition in the left give us with all, if all the interaction takes place on the right? Without the vessels of the left, we cannot approach the correct connection on the right. We can't. Over what? How? They awaken from above. If they work in the right, so vessels awaken that we have to add to the right. Is that, can we say that? Not yet. Not yet. But the result of it. Yeah, the result. And there's, he says, be in the right as much as you can. Yeah. Is there a right that doesn't bring to a good result? The right? I'll tell you why I'm saying it, because he says that you can't be with pride and you have to be in lowliness. Yeah. No, but also in a right that is out of balance, not balanced. It has to be balanced with the left. You have to bring the, to the right deficiencies by which you work with the right and elevate yourself. The next level. Let's say the right, like that, a baby in his mother's hand. So he doesn't have to be in gratitude. He feels he deserves it. Yes, well, we're not talking about that state. So what's right that brings gratitude? That we have to feel that it's... Like the smallest contact with the upper force is something that has to bring us the biggest gratitude that from it we can start rising. Because don't we deserve like somebody owes us? We have to awaken this point. Yes. Uh, 
withstand this action and walk the path with him. And I feel that it's important to hold the greatness of the Rav before you touch what he writes. Because I can find myself reading something before I have the greatest of the sage writing, and it can give me great damage. If I read something deep, I'll go to a wrong place, and it'll take me to a negative place. So there's the discernment of what the greatness of the sage is and how important it is to hold it before reading his article. Yes, you're right. It's a must to approach it this way. Nothing to say about it. What? 